0: Go For Side Effects is sponsored by Wild Branch Products. Wild Branch is a truly pure cannabis oil. They make CBD containing 0.00% THC and no carrier oils. Use Wild Branch oils and salves to calm, cool, and soothe your body, leaving you pain-free. I can tell you, using this product, I was able to go to Santa's Wonderland with my family. I put on a salve. I used the oils. I was able to walk for hours. I believe in this product 100%. Use promo code GWI podcast for 15% off. Use promo code GWI podcast for 15% off. Click the link below. Thank you. Welcome back to Go For it, Side Effects. I'm your host Kevin Simon. Tonight I'm going to talk to each and every one of y'all about the legislation bill HR 3967 honoring our PAC at the Act of 2021. I brought on Denise Nichols and talked about what this bill means and what the bill of the Senate passed and sent over to uh, Congress. Congress hasn't passed a, the, a bill yet but we're needing each and every one of you to go out there, veterans and non-veterans, to call your congressman and tell them that you want them to pass the Honor and Our Pact Act, H.R. 3967. The reason for that is is because, you know, uh, the way Denise explained it to me, in which I, I understand it, is these guys that, or 9, 11, are post 9/11 are going to come in and they're actually going to go and when they file for presumptives it gives them 10 years after post 9/11 so they're going to have one more year well we want to be able to stop that we want them to be able to each and every one of us veterans don't show signs until later on in life we all know that most of us took 15 20 years some people it took 3 months some people it took 2 years some people won't get it until they're 60. But eventually, they're going to end up catching something from being exposed to any type of toxics. You know, from burn pits or oil rigs or anything. You're going to have neurological problems, fibromyalgia. You're going to have gastro problems. You're going to have all types of problems. And that's what this bill needs to come in and do. So what I'm asking for each and every one of y'all is get a hold of your congressional districts. Even your senators, your state representatives, tell them that you want this bill passed. H.R. 3967, Honor Our Pack Act. I mean, it's important. If we're going to send these guys off into a foreign country to fight a war, we should want to take care of them also coming back. Each and every one of us, need to take time out and read this bill. Go in, pull it up, check it out. I put it on our Facebook page. And when the house needs to take it up, they need, they'll need they take both bills. Yes, H.R. 3976 on our PAC. That act will be more expensive than what the Senate sent over. Well, what's the cost of our vets? I I mean, I don't have a price tag on it. I don't know about y'all. But I just kind of wanted to do a little intro before we start. Let's help the veterans out there. Here's our interview. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. Tonight, I got Denise Nichols on, and we have a very important message that is going to be going out. But first... We're going to first start off by talking about the new research that's coming up. And so, Denise, you want to go ahead and talk about that?
1: Sure. I wanted to clarify for everyone listening uh, the research that we talk about the most is the ones because how this started was we got two bills for a desert storm. That's way back when, okay? The dates don't matter anymore, but one was for a VA research advisory committee on go for illness research, okay? And there's a page on that on the VA website, so you can check on what they've done, all their archive meetings are there, everything's there. But by doing that, and the other bill was for, you know, start on our presumptives. So both of those were about, um, you know, they came out after working on them for a long time. But anyway, uh, what happened was at the VA Research Advisory Committee on Gulf War Illness Research, uh, we found out that they were sharing with us the funding that VA Research was doing for the Gulf War period. And so we would get sheets of paper there and front and back, you know, it went twice and it named uh, what was funded, who was funded, the title, how much, all that's on it, okay, and so going through that, almost all the research that VA research was doing was all on stress and PTSD, okay, then we have the other thing that we were going to the National Institute of Health, and Institute of Medicine. It's now um, the, the acronyms have changed somewhat. The National Institute of Health, and Institute of Medicine, that we've done, oh gosh, we're getting close to 12 volumes. And so we had that going on. So we'd be up in DC a lot, you know. Uh, going to hearings or going to the VA RAC committee or being there for the Institute of Medicine meetings, which was always there. Okay, the VA RAC meetings usually one out of the year was in D.C., but otherwise they tried to move around. Okay, so that's that's what we had, and what we saw is all the funding that VA was doing. And this included what we were looking at as far as DOD uh, research over at Walter Reed. It was all on stress, all on PTSD. There was only one that popped up later on that was not stress or PTSD, and that was Dr. Ronald Bach doing the hypercoagulation study uh, that he got funded for through the VA committee first. Okay, VA. And the majority of the funding was VA-funded research. I mean, that's what we had uh, until we finally got set up. We were getting nowhere fast on that. So in uh, in 06, we actually got the Gulf War Illness Research Program, and it's called the DOD. It comes with defensive probes every year, and that's not given to us. We had to work for it every year. And a DOD, Congressionally Directed Medical Research Program, so that's C-D-M-R-P, and then G-W-I-R-P, what, what was our Gulf War Illness Research Program. So we had to get approval for that. Okay, so there wasn't even a vote done. Uh, we found out about that through uh, Representative Kachinic, who had served on Congressman Shea's oversight. Uh, hearings, oversight, uh, um, government reform and oversight back in the late 90s. And the other one was Sanders, who was a representative and then a senator. So those two were the ones that gave us the heads up that there was somewhere else we could get funding for our research. And so it was the congressionally directed medical research program. We didn't know about it. They started in 1993 with a senator's wife interested with veterans and cancer. Now, if you go to that page and go through the whole list, there's like, I don't know, 39 programs over there now. Right. of cover parasitic diseases, all that. Okay. So anyway, we got one of those established. We had a very good time with our military uh, person that was heading it up. Uh, Anthony Hardy was involved. Uh, I get involved every year in getting the funding. Uh, and it takes every year going after that funding for that program. And that program was set up so that we could get outside the VA and we could get to civilian researchers, be it at a medical university, be it at a medical research institute. It's open to any researcher, okay, uh, worldwide even. Uh, but they've got to put a proposal together, and all that's lined up on links that they can get uh, involved with, by getting on the mailing list. I'm sure, and knowing where to go to see about the funding if they're a medical university.
0: Right, kind of so like anyway, Roth Camp and stuff like that. Yeah, because that's
1: it, what we're getting to. We're getting to these individual medical universities, be it Boston University, be it uh, Georgetown medical university in the hospital there, be it American University, be it uh, Nova University now down in Miami, uh, be it University of California, San Diego, <laughs> or be it uh, an independent medical research institute like Roskamp in Sarasota, Florida. So this was how we could get other researchers, and they had to put a proposal in. They have to put in a whole proposal. It could run 200, 300 pages, guys, uh, you know, kind of outlining uh, their uh, viewpoint on the background on for illness and what their idea was, what their proposal is, what their thesis or their hypothesis is. And then they go into the very specifics of how they go. Look at that step by step by step. They include who's going to be involved with their study. They're going to include a budget. Their budget covers everything they'll be doing at their institute. So you're basically funding a researcher at their medical university or their institute. Okay, And this is how we get to the better people out there that aren't just VA or DOD researchers. Uh, And it's a separate program. And so it was not given to us people. We've had to fight for it yearly. Uh, And that's a yearly process by the approach committees, both in the House and the Senate. So, oh yeah, we have a real tight deadline on that. It's not like a bill or a legislative bill that's put forward and you have like two sessions of Congress, you know, basically between elections for Congress every two years. So in a bill, a legislative bill, you know, with a bill number, you have a long time to get it passed. If you don't get it passed in two years, you're going to have to reintroduce it, okay? Right. But with appropriations, that starts with the appropriations process. That starts in the beginning of the new year, okay? So it's around, um, you know, after the State of Union Union, it's usually January time period after the election and uh, everybody gets in place up in D.C. So your appropriations committee sets up their timetable of what they're going to be looking at that they need to go through and fund. And the House defense appropriations, so they only deal with the Defense Department appropriations. They've got all different uh, committees or subcommittees under the appropriations overall process. So they set their agenda and their calendar, and they set a time period of when they're going to take up that issue and our issue would be the congressionally directed medical research program. So usually we would start as soon as we got, we had two leads on the House side and we've had General Bergman, uh, retired general out of Michigan as our Republican lead. Out of the De- Democratic side, we had uh, Representative Representative out of the Mariana Islands. Uh, so they've been very good to us and we had staffers working with us. So every year, they would put out a letter electronically on the House side to all 435 members. Okay? I usually subtract out the Appropriations Committee because they're the ones that are going to be hearing what we need and what we put forward. So I usually subtract that, those people that are on the Appropes Committee kind of automatically. If I'm up on the Hill and I go through by their office, I'm going to go in and say, thank you, and do you all need an update on what we've been doing, uh, but usually I'm not really begging them to sign on to a sign-on letter, okay? And it's a sign-on letter. So we're giving it a limited time to get the sign-ons, to get the appropriate funding. Right. And that's on the House side. It, it, then we do the same thing on, on the Senate side, okay? And it sometimes we'll overlap a little bit, but it's a very tight timeline uh, to go around either... Being up there on the hill or calling or getting emails to them or getting on their Facebook or Twitter, you know, we have to use all methods. And so, usually, I was the one on Facebook saying, Hey, I need y'all calling your representatives from your state. All the representatives from your state start with your own, hit the others, though, right? Well, well, Denise giving them a deadline, but anyway, that's the funding process, okay? That's what I want to get through. The second thing is they have uh, panels to go through that they put their proposals into. So when they're funded for something, and this is what I want to get across, it is at their institute, unless it's like with COVID, we've had a couple go, you know, be able to do it from a distance, but there's not that many of them, okay? Maybe one got started, uh, University of California, San Diego, but it's by invitation only now. Because it adds cost. If you're going to have the that go to a local lab like Quest Lab, that adds cost, okay to ha- figure out how they're going to get their sample to the researcher. And so basically what we've had set up is you had to go to the place that got the funded study, okay? That means you had to go there. And a lot of times they didn't provide enough budget, for travel for veterans, okay? So there's two areas here now. Number one, I always get asked, why can't we just get our blood drawn and get it over to them? Maybe the VA could draw it. Maybe, you know, so-and-so could draw it and I can ship it or whatever. Or I can get a brain scan done here and I can ship it. Now, research is a very rigorous, detail-oriented specific, okay? So you can't do that, okay? You have to go to them. Basically, and if you're not happy with that, well, we may have lost our chance. But I always told people, you know, I could teach you what I've done. And I've tried to get University of Colorado Medical University involved. It hasn't really come through. I've had I've worked on it, but it hadn't come through. Um, so there was ways that we could have done it if we were all unified. We maybe could have gotten a medical university in your state involved. But it took individual veterans. This was not given to us, and it's been mainly those of us who have been involved. Where you know, I was constantly involved. Anthony Hardy was very, very much involved, and then we had people that sat on the review panels, veterans, and so they go through a very rigorous process to get a a proposal approved. They go through two panels, and then it goes to contracting. So it's very, very specific. That's why, please, people, quit asking about why can't I get my blood drawn and ship it to them. That's not how research works. Right. The researcher is overall responsible. He also has his review board at his institution, be it a medical university or, or research. Okay, so I basically wanted to give you a quick run through That's the quick and short of it. Now, right, because we, we, have, we,
0: we need to get moving on and right. get into what the have, legislation part.
1: What we have currently, uh, I'm going to give some phone numbers, so hopefully I'll okay. copy them down, and then we can we can get them out uh, other ways, uh, on notes and everything on the program. But we've got one going on at Brain. that's up at Boston, Boston University. And Brain has got four sites there are using Boston, uh, in New York, at Bronx, VA is cooperating with us. We have University of California, San Francisco. We have Miami involved. Okay, so four sites. And it's not, you know, it's not an overnight thing. It's a one one time going there for a number of hours. So it's the phone number there, let me give you the phone number. You can call and yeah. talk to them. They can interview you, accept you into the study, There's more info that we can email you. But anyway, 617-358-2230 is their phone number. The person that interviews you, the clinical coordinator, will interview you, answer questions, get you all lined up. Okay, so that's Boston University's heading that one up. We have uh, that going on right now, and it'll be going on a while. That's the biggest study with 500 people. We've got to have all four sites right. doing their quota. Uh, Ross camp is running their treatment trials right now, one that started in April of this past year, where they still need people at Roskamp. And what we're doing is it takes uh, several visits because they're doing the treatment trial. So it's like five visits over a period of time because you're either going to get the real substance or a placebo. So that's why it takes five visits. And so they're doing a supplement that deals with our lipids. Uh, What they did with Ross Camp is unique. They have the mice lab. (laughs) So they exposed the mice and then had us come in and compared our blood and figured out where the biomarker was, where the physiological damage I a, is. I have a question for point. you. I have a yeah. question for you. Somebody yes. said, how
0: much time would it take to, to go do these tests? Like the one you were talking about before.
1: Camp. Um, um, uh, it's uh, very different because right. you have to see the doctor and then you wait a week and see him again. So, yeah, that's gonna probably be mostly Florida people.
0: Right. Well, we, I'm going to have them on. I'm going to have them on next week. They have
1: another study that will be coming up, so they'll have two kind of running, but the one they have right now, I know they still need people for the supplement, and it's dealing with the lipids, and I want to tell you all, lipids are important because like your cardiac, you have the good and bad cholesterol, okay? So, we're talking about cardiac health, and lipids are throughout your body. So, their phone number uh, to Grace is 941 256-8019. 256-8019. And her extension is 3046. And that's the Grace. She'll be your uh, one that will be coordinating your activity.
0: Yeah, I got her coming on next week. So I don't want to get Good. too much away about that right. yet. Now so.
1: the University of Alabama, Birmingham is Dr. Younger, who was started out at Stanford, and we had him involved out there in California. He got recruited over to Alabama. And so, what we have going there, and it's only for the male veterans on this one, guys, but he needs about five more that are Guff or vets with the symptoms that we have, our problem symptoms. Okay. Everybody knows those, healthily. So, we need about five of those, and we need about 12 that are Guff or vet males that are not having the symptoms. Okay. Put it, I'm trying to put it as uh, common language right. as I can. But they need about five more that are sick, as I call them, the sick ones, and about 12 more uh, of the healthy. That takes about two and a half, maybe the most is three hours there. Um, So you're getting a brain scan and you're getting uh, some blood work done.
0: What's their number? Uh, uh,
1: Their number is 205-975-5907. And that's Chloe. Okay. Now we have University of California San Diego and that's Janice Rich, Ritchie uh, and her email will give that to you J v as in boy r i t c h i e at UCCD, UCSD.edu. edu. that's University of California San Diego her phone number is 858 4950. Yeah, excuse me, I got that messed up. The area code is eight five eight, and then five five eight four nine five zero. Let me repeat: eight five eight area code five five eight four nine five zero, and her extension is two zero three. Okay? okay. Yep. And then the last one is of course Nova down in uh, Davie, Florida. And I'm going to give you Jimmy's phone number, and he can talk to you and then get you to the uh, coordinators. And his phone number is 954-310-8577. Now, listen, people, we've got five currently going. We need to you know, get the people they need. The Alabama group, it's got to be the ones primarily, it may take some others, but primarily those veterans that were on the ground that went forward into Iraq and Kuwait. Those are the ones that probably have the most exposures and go to show the most damage on the brain scan. And I'll just say this about that. This brain scan, their hospital, any VA hospital has the same machine as well, civilian hospital. And Dr. Younger has studied it with chronic fatigue syndrome. So he's done that. Now he's doing us, and he's comparing this, just like Dr. Bronick at Georgetown did with his fMRI-DT, okay? The value here is we were always wanting to find, how are you going to diagnose? Find the physiological damage so we can figure out a way to diagnose, either through brain scans, blood work, what have you, okay? The other thing is treatment. We are going more and more to the treatment trial, and I'll tell you why. This is something we're going to lose, people. Our house defense approached this past year, um, and they're wanting to go to a partnership with VA. Okay, <laughs> I'm not celebrating that at all. But I want to really get into these studies while we have them going. They just did the last round of. They have two panels of researchers have their proposals meet, and then there's contracting. So the new studies are just now getting contracted. That's why we know Ross Camp will be going with a new study. Uh, And it will take them one to three years. It depends on how much time they ask for in their proposal. So after this current round that's being funded right now, I can't guarantee anything, guys. But we had civilian researchers that were good. And so I'm trying to put the plea out before we go on to our legislation Please, please, some of us have worked really hard. This was not given to us and it's never been done before. It wasn't done for Vietnam vets. It wasn't done for the atomic vets or any other group of veterans. We went out and found that they started this uh, congressionally directed program in 1993. We didn't know about it until we went and said, this isn't working, we need something else to help us. So that's what's going on, people.
0: So we we, if, we got it right I will now. Say
1: if you need if you need help with getting there, contact me. Uh, Kevin can tell you how to contact me. I can put it out, but I'm on Facebook, Denise Nichols. Uh, I'm on uh, Yahoo, DSNurse1 at yahoo.com. You can call me. My phone number is out there. It's been out there for 30 years, 303-726-0738. If you have questions, call me. I take so much time with everybody and answer y'all's question. I get to know you, and uh, give you a heads up of how important this is right. to. Well, let's get into benefit. The-
0: let, let's get into the important stuff of legislation yeah. that's going on right now.
1: Legislation, what's happening right now?
0: Well, go ahead and start talking we're, about the bills I'm that's out there. I'm going
1: start talking about it on the Senate side and on the House side. Senate side, we had like 15 bills being introduced, people. Uh, you know, we were watching them as they multiplied and trying to see, you know, what was going to happen. What they did is they took those 15 bills. And they went to the House, Vest- I mean, Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. So the Veterans Affairs Committee was doing a cu- uh, cut and paste, is what I call it. They're, they're taking guts out of one bill and out of another bill and trying to make it a super duper bill, okay? So out of that, they had the best uh, one over there for legislation on the Senate bill. They had the um, they had two things going on, okay? Uh, but one of them, which is what they have voted on, <laughs> they, they voted on this and passed it over from the Senate to the House. Okay. And this is what's getting us upset because they voted on the Health Care for Burn Pit Veterans Act. Okay. And so they voted on that. And basically, what's happening is the vets that, you know, served after 9 11. This is man made those after 9 11. If they have not gotten to the VA, just in to be into healthcare, care, okay? To, you know, the initial step is to get eligible and get in and get established, okay? Uh, and they're going to extend the eligibility for the post-9-11 from five years to 10 years from when you served over there after 9-11, okay? Those that miss the opportunity before... <laughs> Okay, they're going to have a year open for them if they were outside 10 years. Okay, because we're outside 10 years now from 9 11. Right. So they're going to give them a year and try to get them into the VA. Okay, besides extending the time period from five to 10 years. Now, what they're looking at is 3.5 million post 9 11. And they say that one third of those have not even been into the VA at all and they're going to have an outreach program to try to get to the vets that have not been in initially. I don't know how they're going to do that, but that's part of the bill is the outreach to get contact with them, get them in, okay? They're going to include a clinical screening process kind of like what we had going through the registry, okay? The uh Operation Desert Storm we had to go for registry that got funded back in golly after 93 so they'll have a clinical screening with a potential exposures and symptoms they'll have they're supposed to have a mandated toxic exposure related education and training for the health and benefit theory of the va they're going to train these people well we'll have to keep an eye and hold them accountable because when they told us they had trained all the adjudicators for the desert storm, it turned out we had a government uh, uh, oversight report and only 10% <laughs> had been trained and it was supposed to be mandatory. Okay. They're going to strengthen the federal uh, research on toxic exposures. That's the other part of that bill. So they, they did just this one portion. Now, what I was reading today is Tesser over in the Senate side, well, you Know he wants to be bigger about it, but they were the Republicans on each side on the House and, and Senate. This came up if you listen to their hearings and listen to the Democrat and the Republican. The Republican are concerned about the amount of money that it's going to cost. Okay, so this is why the Senate, despite having hearings, to go on a, a better uh, program that would include you know, presumptives being added, which was called, on the Senate side, that was a U.S. uh, um, Senate bill, and it was abbreviated cost, C-O-S-T, comprehensive and overdue support for troops of the War Act. Okay? And that was introduced back in May of 2021, in that they had 13 presumptives listed, okay, that they would be adding, that's a big plus, okay? Right,
0: right. Now, so what would it now, be now?
1: Well, now what they're pushing is they pass this thing to do the health care only to get that to end the door to the VA because of the cost factor, okay? All right. So that's all they're pushing right now. And they sent it. They passed it over in the Senate through the Veterans Affairs Committee on the floor vote and then over to the House. Well, that's what's got us upset because on the House side and on the Senate side, we had really better bills. On the House side, write down this number. It's House Bill 3967. It is called Honoring Our PACT Act, P-A-C-T Act, okay? And that stands for Promise to Address Comprehensive Toxic Acts. Okay? Toxics, plural. Now, in that bill, there's a lot more in that bill, okay? And one of the things is a list from Operation Desert Storm all the way forward. It also has areas in that for some atomic uh, veterans on islands. I uh, also, you know, adds in some Vietnam vets. I mean, it's very comprehensive. But for us, Operation Desert Storm all the way past 9 11, including 9 11, there would be 23 presumptives added. So not only that, but there would be a new program put into what we've normally had to do is you go to the VA and you get your bill or legislation. And then what we've gone through is a National Academy of Science and Student Medicine. That's a contracted thing that the VA does to contract with a civilian group. Okay basically all they're researching is they're pulling all the research from them, from the journals on any the exposure okay uh, that you have and then they'll write it on a scale of you know six categories of highly related to couldn't find anything to write it, you know right, to say right and that's what we've been going through with desert storm well we had proposed some time uh, a different committee and that different committee. This bill is quite long. I think you read it last night, right,
0: Kevin? Yes. I, I started reading into it, but the, here's the one thing that a lot of people are going to have questions on, because we're going to okay. dumb it down here. That's
1: right.
0: Okay. So when this bill that is being introduced in from the Senate that passed it, and then now going over to the Congress side, oh. Congress passed their side everything, right. they're going to introduce another bill probably together and probably hopefully meet in the middle. But does no, this take no, the... What
1: have, let me keep it done for you, okay? <laughs> what they have is this bill that they have on the House side has already been introduced. They've already talked about it in hearings. Uh It's already out there. They haven't voted on it in the House Veterans Committee, okay? okay. So it has not gone to the floor. Okay, they have a whole lot of they had uh, close to 90 that co signed, co sponsored, rather, that co sponsored on it. Okay. So it's ready for action on the House side. And once they pass it on the House side, it goes to the Senate side. But what we're saying, the dumbing down here is the Senate sent over this bill and it only tack- t- tackles one problem. And that's the health care for the post 9-11 to get them into the VA system, period. Okay. And, you know, it covers some other things, but the basic money involved is for the health care, for the health uh, department of veterans affairs. You know, they're divided by departments, you know, disability benefits and health care and the other things, national cemeteries and all that. But this, this bill, if they pass it in the House, okay, that may be the only thing that gets passed this year. And then we go on a wait program again. Then we have to go through the election cycle. And then we have to start all over.
0: Yeah, it, 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 basically, that's right. That's right. It's to start all over. We're back to the presumptives. Back to this. Uh-huh. Back to that. Back to this. It's going to be right. a fight all over again. And so that's why everybody needs to get a hold of their congressmen and senators and say, look, we don't want anything changed. We want you to pass the super bill. Don't, you you know, don't pass something small. We need it to be passed bigger
1: and better. And if they're talking, if they bring up the cost, let me tell you about the cost, people. We have not had presumptives added for a desert storm, except when they added the presumptives for the respiratory, those three things. Okay. And that, it had to show up between, at a certain time point, within 10 years, I think it was, okay? There was fine wording that people missed and that, but you had to have that diagnosis within the time from when you left theater and, and got it diagnosed and it showed up in your medical records, okay? And at least usually the 10% uh, affected right. by it, okay? So that's a fine little point you have to read in everything, okay? So. A lot of people, yes, they had it, they had it diagnosed, and they're getting it added. In fact, some of them were notified, you don't have to do anything, we've got your your filing, you've got your claim already in, we've pulled those, and we're adjudicating them. Okay, so they were doing that, but we have limited presumptives, even with those three added. Now, the other bills that were being introduced, and it started with companion bills in the Senate and House, and we had Gillibrand and Rubio, and we had uh, Dr. Ruiz out of California on the House side, okay? That's what started, and we had um, 23 presumptives on there, and it would cover everybody from Desert Storm all the way forward, all the way forward, I guys. See,
0: that's what everybody needs to understand. This bill doesn't just cover us. It covers all the way, all, all the way up to now.
1: I mean, huh? it covers Somalia. I right. Mean, right. <laughs> any of the actions from 1991 uh, all the way forward, okay? Right. And it, it gets the cancers. The cancers are the killers, people. So, you know, we this is worth fighting for, and that's why the cost is so much. We have only had how many presumptives we had. Uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, we had fibromyalgia, we had functional GI, and we had those group of chronic symptoms, okay? And they were hard to get through. They're still hard. We had 80% denial rate. Right? It's gotten better over the last couple of years, okay? But it's still a problem, and people are having to wait and go through the appeals. They've got appeals still waiting. I've heard some now finally got it through, and they've been out there for a long time waiting.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm so, talking people right now out of going in and using an attorney and waiting for the judge because it takes too long. I'm like, just pull the sucker out, refile it again, and, and, and language well, it differently. But the
1: thing is, a lot of people, and, and we can do this at another time. Yeah, Kevin, we're going to do it at another time. A lot of people did not know how to do a claim. Right. And one of the things that happened to us is Desert Storm vets is they did not have the classes for the reserve, the guard that went over there. Active duty, they were catching them on active duty. So I think a lot of them got cared for before the rest of us. Okay? Uh, so it's a mixed bag, though, okay? But I think there was no training program like there is now for the post nine eleven guys. They really got on them and started having transition classes. Or when they came out of theater and so and they were getting uh, getting their documentation more on their medical records better right okay?
0: but the, i mean whenever i got out they didn't tell me to get hey they, me didn't yeah. <laughs> I, I, they didn't do anything yeah i didn't
1: tell you to go get with a re- va at all no right? right
0: and then but on top of all that is you, you know to me I, I like my program to be really dummy down get a hold of your legislators You get a hold of, I don't care if it's state level all the way up.
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you on these bills, people, we're dealing with right now just the House side. And so this is when we all need to come together. And I was telling Kevin the other day that burn pits is all over this, okay? Rosie, who is the wife of a post nine eleven veteran that was a Texas uh, patrolman, I think, uh, Texas uh, State Police, whatever, But she is a real dynamo. She's done a great job. Rosie, you've done great. (laughs) Keep it going. But the Burn Pit Group, and they are after the same bill. Okay. And she came on Friday after we knew that this had been passed. And there was articles in Military.com, Military Times, about what they passed from the Senate over to the House. And we immediately said, this is just part of what we need. Right Now, right. it would help the post nine eleven get their health care and get in the door, but how about their benefits? How about our benefits? And this is where the cost factor comes in. We got our bill, and gosh, it was back in 2000, I guess. I'm trying to remember the date on our bill for the presumptives and got us started. Uh, probably around 2000. Well, we're 21 years old now. 31 years from when we came home, and you know what? They haven't done anything for us since we came home, except those two bills I'm telling you about, the, the research, okay? Um, you know, being able to connect with a civilian that was not a bill or a law. It was a program that we got told about by Senator Sanders and Representative Kachinic of Ohio, we didn't know about it, <laughs> So they said, okay, y'all are frustrated. You know, you've gone all over the place, all the little rat mazes in D.C. and elsewhere. So this is what we haven't told y'all that's available. And if they knew it and they weren't telling us, I'll, I'll shoot them. <laughs> well, anyway. I mean, they, they, they haven't even admitted
0: half the stuff that they did. Well, a
1: there. lot of people, you know, even the representatives may not know everything that's going on. And that's one of the clues here, people. They don't know unless your veteran group
0: speaks up. Right. I I would get a hold of the VFW groups. I get a hold of American Legion groups. I get a hold of any outreach program that we can get out there and spread this message. But the biggest thing is, and Wade, I I, I agree with this 100%. Wade put down, vets are frustrated. At our age, they're they're giving up hope. You know, we need more of an outreach. And the only way Well, I
1: want I want to come back to this. This is why there's gonna be a huge cost. And they always figure out the cost on each of these bills. So, you know, it's gonna be a cost to get the post nine eleven and to the VA again if they haven't gotten in and doing that that bill. Okay. So there's a cost there, okay, for healthcare. The cost factor for our presumptives and everything else Said I, I set up in 93 and I said, oh, we need to sink this old battleship. We need a new super duper. You know, we, we don't need the old modus operandi of how they've treated Vietnam. that. Right. You know, we need, you know, we can do so much better. And I said that in 93 and I'm still around guys, 30 something years later now. Uh, but, that's why I'm telling you, you've got a call right now, this week, the Senate passed that bill that only covers health care over to the House, okay? The House is sitting there with a bill that's already been introduced that could be brought up for a vote, okay, could be brought up for a vote, get through the House and send it to the Senate, okay, uh, so that we have... I mean, they could combine them at the end, but we've got to stand our ground to get H.R. 3967 voted out of the House, sent to the Senate. Okay. What our system does is the House and Senate can do different bills. Okay. And sometimes we have mirror bills, which are great because they're done with uh, senators and House, you know, reaching across both chambers. And they're usually really good because you can move them quicker because what happens is you use the same language. So there's not this big deal at the end of having a conference committee having to be assigned with the house and the Senate having people coming together after they pass their bills to, act, to work out the the contradictions of the bill. If you have one, one group saying one thing. Right. You know they have to have this group come together of the House and Senate uh, appointed members onto this uh, conference committee to work out the discrepancies between the bills. Okay, I know it's a lot, guys, and it sounds complicated. And you know, being one that's gone out there, I've tried to keep dumbling it down. But the key thing here is call your representatives immediately up in D.C. Why do you call D.C. offices? Okay. This quick and dirty, okay? Your House District Office deals with uh, your your problem individually, okay? When you're dealing with a legislative effort, a funding issue, you know, money uh, or a bill, you have to call the D.C. office and you talk to their person. And the person you want is a Veterans Affairs staffer. And you want to tell them and you want to get word. And if you're your constituent, you can go on the website and get to them that way. Um, You can call your other reps in your in your state, because like in California, New York. Oh, my God. When I tried to work them, it's really depressing. When (laughs) when you go from, you know, somebody like uh, Montana or Wyoming, they don't have as many to call. Okay, so if you're in Texas, you got a lot of cognizant.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. So start yeah.
1: with your own and you go and call together. suit. Okay. I, I mean,
0: all and, the way, I, I mean, it, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I I've made all the phone calls and I mean, yeah. of course they're going to do whatever they want to do. I don't care if they're Republican or De- Democrat. Yeah. It, it doesn't it, matter. It, okay? it, it but, doesn't matter because it doesn't, I mean, it, I want
1: you to look up HR thirty nine sixty seven. I sent out a note as far as I could get on Facebook and, uh, Kevin, you have it too. Yes. But it has a link to the text of the bill. So you can read through it, scan through it. You know, they have it divided by sections. It's quite long bill. Um, And then it gives you, uh, if you can go to the House of Representatives and go to the main page, you can go there. There's a link there to find all your, uh, right below where you get the main page is to find your representative. You can also do it by state. You know, right, play right. with play with the website it's there you can go by a state and pull up, pull up all yours in Texas or so well, all I, those in Alabama I,
0: I, I must have sent out this podcast information all over because I sent it to like over 100 news stations and I hope that one of them end up listening to it to, to know that this is a serious bill that we don't want to have to start all over and we don't want anybody new to come in and have to start all over that's the biggest no. thing and but we also want people to get out there, get signed up for the VA benefits and get get their
1: stuff going properly. Yeah. And that's the thing, people. Your benefits are based on your health records. Period. That's what they that's go right. by. It's that's by right. your health records. So you don't have to run around and try to say, oh, we were exposed to this or that. OK, we have a list. If you go to public health on the VA website website. Uh, Google V8 Public Health Go. Okay. And it will lead you through several pages hyperlinked. It goes and lists all the exposures because once we had all that in the original bill.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. I, I mean, it, it's all right there. It's on VA.gov. So, I mean, you could get all the exposure list on there.
1: Yeah. So but, what they, va- how they value you or how they uh, decide to compensate you is based on your health. And based on you know ruling out conditions, ruling them in, what have you, um, but that's how they do it. Okay, it's and on the bills you'll see on the House bill, you'll see again they lift the exposures. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Again, because we're covering all all Operation Desert Storm fall, forward. Okay, so I mean there there is so much in that bill. It's a long bill to, to stand through, even standing through. Um, but that will help more people. We're losing people with cancers, the glioblastomas, the brain cancer right. We cannot wait another day, another month, another year, another two years, okay? We need some presumptives added now. Right. And we don't need to you know, say, oh, we need this t Well, yes, they need the t We'll put them together, you know? Right, exactly. We're not saying not to do the health care, but put them together. And, and we want our main priority right now, and even the burn pits people are saying, our main priority is calling on H.R. 3967, okay? You got to call on that bill, pull it up, read about it, look at who co-sponsored it, OK, so that, you know, if they have co sponsored you know, call them and say, I know you co-sponsored. I hope you will help us get this done now. Right. You know, and explain right, to Exactly.
0: Them. And everything. Okay. But right now, I'm going to leave it right there, D- D- Denise. And I'm going to go. Have we with...
1: covered it, yeah. Uh, Kevin? Yeah, we covered everything. Did we everything. have other questions come in? No, no that,
0: we don't have it any, any more. But uh, I'm going to talk a little bit longer and kind of. Uh, you know, wind it for some of the other guys who may come in a little bit later about what it is from, you know, a redneck point (laughs) and everything, but thank you for coming on on the program.
1: I'm trying to keep it dumbed down. Oh,
0: you did a good job. You did a good job on that, Um, that that part. But thank you. One thing
1: I'm going to say guys is the other thing that we brought up first was
0: to educate
1: everybody. The research is, was not a given. Okay. it took, your fellow storm vets and it took a lot and it takes a lot every year and we're heartbroken right now what house defense approach did and saying that we're going to partner with the va well what's going to happen to our researchers like dr sullivan like Dr. Holton at American University that did a diet study that helped 40 people. Their symptoms went down. Who's going to take the place of Dr. Veronica Georgetown? Right. That, that really clarified that there is a difference from chronic fatigue syndrome in us, and that's what the other doctor down in Alabama is doing. But, but with a I want to point this out. The scans that Dr. Veronica did are fantastic. But not every place has that machine. Okay, it's more costly. Number two, well, it, takes we know the <laughs> it takes longer. VA don't. It takes longer. And, you know, it took a long time for them to figure out and t- keep looking to find where the damage was. Now, with the scan down in Alabama, that scan's available in every VA hospital. Yeah, we'll have to teach them of what he found. Right. On, but And it's it's less time in the scanner, okay, because with the fMRI, you have to activate your brain, okay? Right. So they put you in the scanner, and you're having to do some kind of exercise test while you're in it. This other scanner, it's very passive. You're laying there. They do it. You're done, okay? So it's less uh, – it's more cost-effective. It's quicker. And he has done the study with chronic fatigue. So we're going to have another way to show that we're not just like civilian chronic fatigue. This is different from our exposures. Right.
0: right.
1: So this is what the VA and DOD didn't do. not saying they couldn't have done it, but they didn't do it.
0: Right. And now we got outside researchers doing it. And, and we have a refunded. limit.
1: We're having a limited, limited time.
0: time. Right. We're on a
1: life support for our civilian researchers and well, they're not in it to make the money, people. They are not. They're trying to help solve a mystery in, in medicine of what happened to these people. They saw us early in different way. That's right. That's and they a... said, wow, there's something wrong with these guys. I knew what is going on with these guys. They could tell. Like mm-hmm. a good doctor should be able to look at somebody and do a physical and a little history and know something's gone wrong. I mean, even the college educators picked it up. Right. If they came back and went back to school, okay, they're doing fine on a a pop (laughs) quiz. Get them to the final, not so good. Yeah. Same thing with the wife sending them to the store and saying, I need four items. If they didn't write a note to them, they were lucky to get two of them back. Those cognitive problems that we've had.
0: Right, exactly. So, and-
1: Kevin, I, I try, and when I talk to veterans over the phone, uh, I go through things, but then I want to follow up with them. I want to know their problems, what they've gone through, so that I can help figure it out and maybe guide them. Right. And I will say this to everybody. Your best ones, let me be quick. You've got a state-level Department of Veterans Affairs, and some states are better than others, but they have county And state level people, if you're not happy with the county service officer, you can use the state level, okay? And they are good. They have done marvelous work. I mean, Texas Veterans Commission is is y'all's in Texas, okay? They are excellent. I know people that uh, have gone to them, gotten help. I know people that work there. Now... I'm not putting down the other service organizations, but that varies. And I tell everybody, interview who you're going to use to put in your claim. Have they dealt with Desert Storm claims? Do they know the presumptives? Do they know the problems we've had? And how many cases have they won? Now, and I also do not say just go out and hire a lawyer. Okay? I tell you, you put in your claim, okay, and you're going to go to the regional office with that claim. OK, and it's changed somewhat with COVID because not coming into the office, they, they, they're picking up cases all over the country now, different ones that are working. OK, so your case may go forward and it was somebody from another regional office. OK, but if you don't get through there, there are, are things I want you to do. If you do not get through at the regional office. There are the higher review at the regional. You can put in new medical evidence, maybe missing, and you need somebody like the old nurse here to tell you, what have you put in? What did you have in your medical records? How can we help you have more to put in? Okay. so it's about how you do your claim. You know, okay, you may have held up and not done it well. But is, or the it person is, you had didn't do well. That's right. But after that point, if you get through and you go through the regional office for a higher review, new medical evidence that you forgot to get in there, okay, and you still get denied, okay, then when you're going to the appeal board, or when and only when I say, yeah, a lawyer. And I will tell y'all, there's two that I recommend. One's a Vietnam vet that we got that helped us in the very beginning when we came home. His name is Robert P. Walsh out of Michigan. He is known throughout the VA. Let me tell you, he's a fighter. (laughs) And he takes care of people with their individual claims no matter what state. Uh, He also has taken the VA on, on other of their problems with lawsuits. Okay. So, he knows about Robert P. Walsh. He's a good guy from Vietnam, Ford. And he, he reached out to us early on. And he's got a heart of gold. The other people I recommend, and there's a lot of law firms, and I'll tell you, review who they have in their law firm, or any of them veterans. It kind of makes a difference, guys. It, it does. It, really does. It, it
0: does make a difference. But we're going to get into that and another I'm day. Tell you, we're, I'm we're, tell
1: you the last thing I was going to say, okay. I just was going to finish. There is one law firm that I highly, highly recommend. It's Bergman & Moore. They're out of the D.C. area, okay? And the reason I highly recommend them, a couple of reasons. Number one, they have people that were on the VA side as lawyers. They were VA paying the bills for salary people, okay, that were lawyers. And then they have a judge that was with the va these people decided they wanted to help veterans so they formed their law firm and they're up there and they're known. uh so it's bergman and more vetlawyers.com read about them and what i tell you is read whoever you're going to use read about the lawyers read you know don't just go and grab somebody i say yeah
0: i say read about anybody you even higher out to begin with, and
1: and then the the last thing I'll say about Bergman and Moore is they're the only ones I know, and Paul Sullivan was the first one they grabbed when he left. He tried to work inside the VA, to he got of vet, and he he's been marvelous. Oh, that's um, great. And and they hired him as a veteran outreach. Oh,
0: that's okay. awesome. Okay, when he
1: when he left, and people don't know the story. That's why I wanted to get it out today. Um, when he left. The next one was Kelly Kennedy. Now, she was a desert storm vet and also served Iraq, okay, Afghanistan, Iraq time period. Kelly went to journalism school out here in Colorado. So she was working for Military Times, the military newspapers. Okay, and she'd be there at hearings doing her reporting over at the press table. okay. That's Kelly. She became an author. She wrote a book. She's helping others write their books. And so... She got hired the USA Today, nationwide newspaper. She was doing marvelous work for us covering the Gulf War and our exposures and all that.
0: Well, that's well good. of
1: course of course all the newspapers cut down. You know, you had to have subscriptions, that are going internet. So they cut down a lot of their, you know, their very roots, you know, the hard working people. Uh, and so Kelly was without a job. Mm-hmm. She needed you know, she needed to pay bills. So uh, when we're, Paul had left, We're going to end uh, it right Ber- there. Bourbon and Moore hired her. So right. they hired people that were veterans that have the heart and the soul. Okay. So I, you, I need to end who, it right there, that's Denise. Who you want, that's who you want to look for if right. you do go for a lawyer.
0: Right. Right. Thank you so that's much. That's what I wanted to get yeah. through.
1: And that's important well, thank for you. everybody to hear out. Right. Thank you very much. Right. Thank and you. Well, it's a lot to cover. Well, It um, is.
0: It is. And so I'm going to a- answer some of these questions that some guys are asking me about other stuff on here. But I appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Okay. Uh, no problem. And, uh, hey, listen, Kevin, there's going to be a hearing apparently virtual on March 1st with Dis- Disabled American Veterans. I'm trying to figure out how to send this to you. But there... Okay. Uh, their president, commander, whatever they call the DAV head guy, uh, has got his uh, his transcript is out, and I was trying to figure out how to get it to you, but um, he's a Vietnam vet, and so it was interesting to read his testimony, and he wasn't real strong for Desert Storm vets, guys. So okay. uh- if you're going to be involved with the organization, be sure you keep up with them. And that's uh, we'll we'll have another program, I hope. Oh about yeah. organizing, yeah. about organizing and being involved with your organization if you're a member of VFW, what have you, and how we can make, make this all work. We gotta mm-hmm. work faster. We're about we've lost too many people. I've I lost agree. too many friends. I agree okay. with you.
0: Thanks, all right, Kevin. well, you have a great night.
1: Yep, all you right. too. Thank you. Bye, everybody.
0: All right, everybody. Okay, and so dumb it down. The legislation that is going to be, that has passed the Senate over to the House, hopefully the House doesn't pass it. They kind of merge it together and turn it into a super bill, everybody. That's the key thing. Uh, that's what I want to mainly focus on tonight, the legislation part of it. We need to be able to get a hold of our congressmen or senators and say, look, for the Go for vets who have and have not signed up, and for the people after the signing up, we need these guys to be able to sign up if, when they have their problems. Because some people won't have problems until maybe two to five more years down the road. And so their presumptive should still be covered under what our presumptives are. But I want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening tonight. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. And if anybody has any questions or comments, please contact me at Kevin Simon at... Uh, go dot com, and sorry I almost forgot that so it's at Kevin Simon at go for and if you have any comments and you want to come on to the program please email me you can send me a private message